Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome inside the latest edition of the Special Teams Podcast, where we take a look at a very special year in sports history for one team. Maybe because they win it all, maybe because they get so close, maybe because they don't win it all. But they're relevant, they're teams you remember, and we relive that special season for them. However, a bit of a twist on this week's podcast, considering it is the Yuletide season after all. So we're going to look back at some of the special teams who had big games on Christmas Day. In sports history. And we can still call it the holiday, holiday, holiday. I mean, it's supposed holiday. to say holiday. That's right. But these games were on Christmas Day. So we're going to relive some of the big games on Christmas Day and some of the big teams that had big games on Christmas Day. Well, because let's face it, over the course of our lives, you know, you got a lot of family time. Presents get unwrapped. Maybe you go to services. Maybe you gluttonize with some big meals along the way. Maybe, maybe you're a turkey family. Maybe a prime rib family. Maybe you're just going out to the whatever restaurant down the street is open as you roll through. But eventually you get tired of looking at your family uh, and you want to either enjoy a game with them because then you're just talking about the game because you don't want to go deep into those family discussions again, right? The, no. What Uncle Billy's doing. I could, I could always tell when my family was annoying my grandfather more <laughs> because the volume of the game slowly went up. Like in the beginning, (laughs) if the volume was low and we were watching, he was fine talking to other people. But as the game went on and he was done talking with everybody, the volume would go up until finally it was so loud. I'm like, he's done talking to anybody. He just wants to watch whatever game is on television. See, that's just it. You can go hide in the game. So it's always a, all right, what's on? Is there a great replay on? What's live? But this this is over the course of like, you know, two hours. This is not like you just see the minutes of turning it up. It's just 24 to 26, 26 to 30. Whoa, Pop, you just jumped from 30 to 40. Hang on, hang on. Are we really done talking about things? All right, so we're going to take a look back. We're going to, at very first here in the show, we're going to look back at the National Football League. 
and one very special team that played two big games on Christmas Day. The NFL has not had a huge run of memorable games on Christmas Day because they didn't play on Christmas Day for a very long period of time. But very first team we're going to look back at are the Miami Dolphins because they played the very first Christmas Day game because it was a playoff day in the National Football League in 1971. The league decided in 71, hey, we're going to play games on Christmas Day. Okay, great, two playoff games. Earlier in the day, the Cowboys beat the Vikings 20-12. to Then 4 o'clock Eastern, playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And the, the stats in this game don't really matter. Just the fact it was the first NFL game on Christmas Day, but it was about the length of the game that made things special. This game went to double overtime. And Gary Upremian, who is known for one of, one of the greatest football follies of all time with, you know, kicking the field goal in the, in the Super Bowl and, and knocking the ball up in the air. The game was tied at 24-24, and Upremian kicked the game-winning field goal with 7.20 left in double overtime. All right, so the game is over. At this point, it was the longest NFL game ever. It clocked in at three hours and 21 minutes, which is an average NFL right, game no, now. Exactly. That's but normal time. In 1971, it was a long time. And there was such an outcry that it cut into Christmas Day. It prompted the NFL to not schedule another Christmas Day game until 1989. You had a Kansas legislature go through and propose a bill to ban Christmas Day games for the NFL. That's how big a deal this was. I'm glad you said Christmas Day games because it sounded like you said they're going to ban Christmas Day. I'd love to know how many letters, calls to the big switchboard operators, whatever it was, or someone complaining to an owner directly who had some sway saying, ah, this kind of worked against uh, Christmas dinner here. Come on now. I mean, 4 o'clock, you're eating Christmas dinner at 2 o'clock. I mean, nobody waits till that late to no, eat Christmas no, dinner. No, 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 not everybody. But it does, But it's a foot, you can you can watch the game or not watch the game. You know, it's, it's hey, a playoff game. Hey, this is 1971. This is a big deal. Well, there were only three stations back then. It was NBC, <laughs> well, CBS. That's and, the yeah, point. Okay. It's like, you know, you, this wasn't looking for a very special edition of, of murder. She wrote you could wheel the TV into the into the living room or well, the dining room, but you not could, everybody had fourteen TVs like or right, devices. You like do what they I do used now. to do in the seventies and eighties was eat my dinner downstairs in front of the TV when the Jets were. And on. You actually had a TV. Well, you were relegated to the basement. While I would. The Jets I would. Were no, on. that was always the best part. Was was on a holiday or when the when the Jets were playing late and it was like seven o'clock because they were playing a four o'clock game. And I, my grandmother was awesome. I'd go upstairs, get my big plate of spaghetti, whatever we had. It was usually spaghetti on Sunday. Spaghetti, glass of milk, whatever I had. I got to bring it downstairs and eat downstairs and watch the game with my grandfather, which was, that was the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, I'm getting to eat down. I don't have to sit at the dinner table. I can eat downstairs. I mean, now I'm in my 40s and I eat wherever the hell I want to. So the, that bit of I fun see you is kind of- your car was yeah, so regular. It's kind of gone by the wayside a little <laughs> bit, but still back then it was a treat. This would have been a treat for me. Oh, I get to eat Christmas dinner and watch an NFL watch overtime football. game. Sure, absolutely. Everybody would celebrate it. Instead, it goes uh, in in the mothballs for quite some time. Oh. So that's the first big Christmas Day game. The Dolphins play in it, and then the NFL doesn't have one for another seventeen years. But then in 1994, the Dolphins played another very memorable Christmas Day game, more so because of what it meant for head coach Don Shula than what happened on the field. The Lions played the Dolphins. Both teams were 9-5 and five coming to this game in 1994, and that year I had Barry Sanders in fantasy. 
But more importantly, I also had Bernie Parmalee in fantasy. I like that Bernie Parmalee was fantasy relevant. And I remember how nervous I was about this game, having two, my two running backs playing in the same game. And Bernie, San uh, uh, Bernie Sanders and Bernie <laughs> Sanders said, how are we going to pay for this? I want to make sure that college... And Everybody Barry pays. Barry Sanders, Everybody. Barry Sanders had a bad game, but Bernie Parmalee had three touchdowns. And I was so excited. You know, me, Jets fan, Dolphins. I'm like, oh, the Dolphins are winning. But hey, I need every one of those Bernie Parmalee touchdowns. How brilliant is that? A guy who had 17 for his career. <laughs> 17 rushing touchdowns that, in his career. That was the year to have Bernie Parmalee in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, no that question it. about it. What was it? What was his number? What did the end of the year? What did he want to do? He had six rushing touchdowns, yeah. 868 yards in 94, and then in 95, nine touchdowns, 878 yards. A little bit of work in the passing game. You know, about 40 catches in each of those years with one receiving touchdown. But, yes, from a rushing perspective, uh, he would go on from 96 to 99 with zero rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Very few attempts, too. Those were the only two years, 94 and 95, where he really was the bell cow. Uh, in the Miami offense. Uh, now, I said 9-5. and five. I think both teams were 9-6 and six going into this, having having playoff hopes. But this is not about both teams having playoff hopes and me having Bernie Parmalee, even <laughs> though I tried to make it about well, that. Well, you're celebrating Bernie Parmalee and his entire catalog. It's okay. But this was the day that Don Shula broke the NFL record for regular season victories, win number 319 of his NFL career. I mean, Don Shula was Bill Belichick before Bill Belichick. He didn't win as many Super Bowl titles, but he was a coach who started out coaching the Colts. I mean, in the in the salad days of the NFL when the Super Bowl first started, don't forget, he coached the Colts, you know, and they lost to the Jets. They won the next year, and then he reinvents his team as a team that wins Super Bowls in the 70s, achieves perfection behind a great defense and a great running game. And then he morphs into the air raid attack that he had with Dan Marino in the 1980s into 1990s. Don Shula was Bill Belichick. And, and you know, if, if you're old enough to remember, it's, boy, Don Shula would just find a way. Whatever players he had, he would move his system around to what fit. And that was a guy that, look, 319 wins is 319 wins. You always had to get by Don Shula. You always had to get by him in the AFC. And I had to look up, I had to look up at Don Shula for most of my life. Then I had to look up at Bill Belichick. So that tells you what my sports life is. Pretty like. tough run for you right there when you when you get down to it. And you, you think about where the game is now as a pass happy event, but also just that you have less than 10 players in 2018 finish with a thousand rushing yards for 2019 and beyond we're probably looking at those numbers being about the same. You're not going to suddenly have a resurgence. You know, they win the game 27-20, and it's not that it was the game that Don Shula broke the overall record, but it's kind of like baseball where it was the records are really about the regular season because the postseason can't really count. Now, he had broken the record for overall wins in 1993, but it was next year where he got win number 319, the regular season. In fact, Don Shula opened up a bunch of steakhouses across the country, and they were Shula 319. Yeah. Because, you know, he always called them that because of that, that was, you know, that was that, what that win meant to him, you know, doing that for the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, when it comes to Don Shula, you know, everybody seems to have a story about him. You want my Don Shula story real Please, fast? This me. is, this is awesome. Other than lamenting the fact that he existed in your division all yeah. those years. No, th this is, this is great because this was me interviewing Bubba Smith back in 2003, I want to say, for a TV show on Fox or Fox Sports 1 now called The Sports List. It was like I Love the 80s, but for sports. Sure. 
And we look back, it was best Super Bowls, best shortstops, uh, you know, best NBA finals games. Whatever. It was a list of the top 10 best things of all time. So Bubba Smith comes in to do an interview. We're talking about best Super Bowls. And Bubba Smith played on that Colts team that Don Shula coached that lost to the Jets in Super Bowl three. So he comes in, he sits down, and I'm talking to Bubba Smith doing the pre-interview stuff with him. And he says, why well, I say, oh, I'm a Jets fan. He goes, Jets fan? And, like, he saw red. And he started telling me about how Super Bowl three was fixed. And he knew it was fixed, and he wanted to prove all of his life that the game was fixed. He said, I got into a cab <laughs> after the game was over, and even the cab driver said to me, all the smart money was on the Jets. Everybody knew. He was really mad. He said he went to the party after the uh, game was over, and, and other players were dancing. He was really mad. He told me he got thrown out of the, the Dolphins post, uh, the uh, Colts post-Super Bowl <laughs> party because he was really mad they lost the game. Oh, wow. And I said, well... I said, whoa, I said, nobody said this about anything at halftime. He goes, well, let me tell you what happened at halftime. For some reason, Don Shula put us in this different, and these, this is Bubba Smith telling the story, and this, this is me recalling it for him because he passed away. He said they had us do something different defensively that wasn't working. And I went to him at halftime, and I said, put me here, put me back here, and I will dominate and get in the backfield and stop the Jets, what they're doing. And he wouldn't do it. All he said to me was shut up and play your position. And so he was really mad about that, and he wanted to prove the rest of his life, that the, the Super Bowl was fixed. And when we won the next year, I didn't feel the same because I felt like we should have had two. Right. And I joked around with him and I said, well, after all you're telling me right here, I go, you're kind of telling me my life is a lie. And he looked at me and he said, well, your life is a lie. <laughs> I mean, what do I have to look back that's at besides great, Super Bowl three? That's it. That's you know, all that's you've it. got. That's Don Shula. Yeah, I had uh, the Christmas game in, in 2011, Bears at Packers. So, you know, you sit really? down. Really? You got a family. Bears game in there? Tell, let me no, look well, good. No, well, no okay, it's buddy. just quick because, yeah. you know, you get excited that your team's playing on Christmas. Again, uh -huh. at some point, you're done with family stories for the 9,000th time, going through the photo albums. Everybody's gluttonized. Some are drunk, whatever the case <laughs> is. And then you watch Aaron Rodgers eviscerate your squad. Yeah throwing five touchdown passes against Josh McCown and Khalil Bell in the backfield. Josh McCown, who wasn't nearly at the end of his NFL career. Still going. Yes. <laughs> Coaching high school football and still going. But, yeah, Rodgers, five touchdowns. So it became one of those, all right, I just don't want to go back to the story, so we're going to grin and just deal with however bad this gets. They only lost by 14, but it was an eternity. Uh, normally in the podcast, this is where we look back at the year that was, but I mean, it's, we're not looking back at the beginning of Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, we can do a little history. Jesus was born and they took him out of the manger on Christmas day. There you have it. <laughs> 17 games between 1989 and 2017. They actually moved the regular season by a week in 1976 because they didn't want to go mm -hmm. on Christmas weekend. So a little bit there, uh, you know, there are four teams that are undefeated on Christmas Day. Mm. Go ahead. Philadelphia. Okay. Pittsburgh. Wow. Well, they they booed Santa Claus, so they should do well on Christmas. Uh, they like to fight on Christmas Day. Now, again, so I it's get a that. small sample size, yeah. but 2-0 Philly, 2-0 Pittsburgh, 1-0 Chargers, and 1-0 Jets. No. There you go. You're one of an elite. I know. I feel so happy about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, there it is. There's your best stat. I got to count my wins do. where I can get them. Yeah, no, that's it. So there you go. There's the special teams Miami Dolphins Christmas. What about the NBA? We actually got two teams coming your way next on the podcast that did special things on December 25th.
it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. It is special teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio as we take you through a very special edition of our special teams podcast today. This is a Christmas Day edition as we get near the holidays. You want to look back at some of the special teams that did good things on Christmas Day? Well, that's what we're doing here for you today. We talked about the Miami Dolphins, what they did on Christmas Day. The NFL, they didn't play for a long time. Christmas Day is now owned by the National Basketball Association. For many people, it's the real official beginning of the NBA season with NFL in full swing when the NBA tips off in October. Sometimes it takes a long time for the NBA to get to the limelight. Now, the past few years with all the stars going on, basically they have opening night almost every night during the week. Oh, LeBron is playing, the Clippers are playing, Giannis is playing. But Christmas Day for the longest time was the big first day of the year on the NBA calendar. And we have two teams that did special things, the Heat and the Lakers. Let's first go back to 2004, where the Lakers squared off against the Heat in a much ballyhooed Christmas Day game because this was Shaq versus Kobe for the first time. The Lakers were coming off losing the NBA Finals to the Detroit Pistons. Shaq finds his way out, gets traded to the Miami Heat. We knew Shaq and Kobe didn't like each other. What was going to happen as they faced off for the very first time as adversaries? They did shake hands before the game. A video tribute for Shaquille O'Neal was played, but he said he didn't watch it. This was 
Shaq being really mad at the Lakers, mad at Jerry Buss for not giving him the maximum extension that he wanted a year before, still mad about what they did to Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson was dismissed after they lost to the Pistons in the finals. Kobe is getting the blame for Shaq leaving. He was more beloved. You know, Kobe was the harder worker. And now it kind of went in the reverse because Shaq is coming in as the villain and the Lakers, who always had embraced Kobe kind of at arm's length because they loved Shaq so much, now had to say, okay, Kobe's our guy. And this was a really great game. Shaq fouled out in the fourth quarter. Kobe fouled him out by driving on him and fouling him out. You know, Shaq had that big quote before the game when they asked him what was going to happen if, you know, Kobe drove the lane on you. And Shaq said, well, what happens when a Corvette runs into a brick wall? So that was a very big thing from Shaq. Um, Shaq had 24 and 11 rebounds. Kobe had 42, but he missed a three at the buzzer in overtime. Dwayne Wade was the one who had the big game, 29 points and 10 assists. And this game was the first one that really jump-started the NBA on Christmas Day tradition. Because they played on Christmas Day. Well, they've been playing this forever. Was where, yeah, but this was where, yeah. wait a minute, we have a marquee matchup to look forward to. And the NBA realized, wait a minute, we can own Christmas Day. This is pretty cool. Well, that's just it. Going into the history of it, and as we do, and, and looking at old box scores and some great highlights and, and write-ups. I mean, they've been playing on Christmas Day as, as early as 1947. But the evolution, we talked about the NFL a little earlier in the podcast and how they kind of danced around it. Didn't quite want to embrace it. There was blowback for the NBA over time. It became a tradition. But when you had Kobe and Shaq, I mean, everybody just wanted to watch how they'd interact with one another. Mm -hmm. Not exactly the best of, you know, handshakes, daps, whatever you want to call it. A little mean mugging going on and look, I'm still the big brother kind of feeling from Shaquille O'Neal. And the fact that they fouled him out on Christmas Day. Yeah. I mean, come on. And that Kobe fouled him out. Well, but, but I mean, that they called six fouls on him. Mm-hmm. How often when you watch an NBA game? And, and, and dear listener, when you watch an NBA game, you go, yeah, this guy should have been gone to the third quarter. <laughs> Star rules as it goes, but not on Christmas Day uh, back in 2004. No, 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 no. Not so fast. So that's the first special teams game between the Heat and the Lakers. Now we fast forward to 2010, a much different Lakers team, a much different Heat team. This is a Lakers team that had now been led specifically by Kobe Bryant for a while, and they had won a couple of championships. Now this was how long can this run happen? Phil Jackson was back as Lakers head coach. It was a very different vibe as the Lakers navigated most of the aughts until you got to the late part of the aughts with, boy, when is this team going to get better? They had a couple of really down years, but now they went to -to back-to-back final, back-to-back-to-back finals, and they won. It was a very big deal. And now the Lakers were suddenly, hey, we beat the Magic, we beat the Celtics, everything is good. Meanwhile, for the Miami Heat, this was their first year with LeBron James. How things were going was rough going at first for the Miami Heat because they didn't win as much as they expected. Dwayne Wade was very upset, going, everybody hates us, I can't believe it. But everybody wanted to see this Christmas Day game between the Heat and the Lakers. The LeBron backlash at this point was about at its highest level because the Heat weren't playing great, and many people were very unhappy that LeBron James decided to do this. Basically, they say, oh, look, you took the NBA away from all the other teams by saying, hey, we're just going to team up here and play. Many fans thought it wasn't fair, but at the same time, it was, 
can't guys go play wherever they want to? But the point is the backlash for LeBron James was about at its highest on Christmas Day, so much so that I don't know anybody who wasn't a Heat fan that wasn't rooting for the Lakers. How many people that aren't Lakers fans root for the Lakers in games? This is where you hate-watched on both sides mm-hmm. if you were not a fan of either. LeBron had a triple-double in the game, and just like the first best Christmas Day game that we talked about, Heat won that one 104-102. As I said, Kobe missing a three at the buzzer. The Heat pull away to win this one 96-80. to And that's where you kind of realized, oh, maybe the Heat are going to kind of get it together at some point. Obviously, they did. They went all the way to the NBA Finals. The Lakers, meanwhile, as back-to-back champions, this is when they got ushered out of the playoffs very shockingly by Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks. This is, whoa, look at what the Mavericks just did to the Lakers. How the hell did this happen? Lakers have been a 3 5. What the hell just happened to them? This was a very shocking finish for them. And then the Mavericks would go on to the NBA Finals where they took on the Heat. We talked about this uh, in a previous podcast as well. If you want to hear about the Meet the Heatles season, you can find that as well on special teams. Well, one of the the great runs uh, that four year period that they played together, but here was the coming out party and an absolute thumping uh, of this Lakers squad. I mean, you saw Kobe Bryant struggling just six of sixteen in the game, never really was able to put his imprint upon it. They they looked for other scores. Paul Gasol, who had a fantastic NBA run that ended in twenty nineteen, but certainly. This was the time for LeBron James to take that next step. So there's the Heat and the Lakers. Christmas Day special teams coming up next. A potpourri of special teams to celebrate. Certain teams had great performances on December 25th. We'll also do a little bit of where are they now? Not for Christmas Day. Christmas Day is always on the 25th. But some things that we used to have on Christmas Day that we don't have anymore. That's coming up next right here. Special teams, Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four. So because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Happy holidays. Hopefully you're enjoying this look back at big performances on Christmas days past. A very bit of a wrinkle here in our special teams podcast that we have going on here. Uh, we talked about the Heat and the Lakers, the Miami Dolphins. A little potpourri we have for you right now. I love, I love just saying potpourri. Uh, the first game we'll look back at special teams, the 2003 Hawaii Bowl. Yeah. Which featured Hawaii Go and figure. Houston. This game was a one of those typical... West Coast shootout type games. Hawaii beats Houston 54-48 in overtime. Timmy Chang had a big game. This is back when when Hawaii would go through. It was Timmy Chang and Nick Rolovich, and every guy would come in and throw for like 500 yards in every single game. Colt Brennan, all oh, these sure. guys would do, yeah. would do great. Look at one quarterback after the next, and then they'd come to the NFL. See, I'd love to see those guys playing in today's NFL. They were about 10 years too fast. Uh, Timmy Chang threw for 475 and five touchdowns. The big game for Houston was six-week fantasy superstar about nine years ago, Jackie Battle. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, right? Who ran for 124 yards and three touchdowns. Remember that six <laughs> weeks when Jackie Battle, oh, look at Jackie Battle, got to get him in fantasy. Well, I remember doing all those uh, waiver wire pickup shows. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jackie Battle. You got to stick with him. But it wasn't just because this game was 54-48. This is a very famous game. You could find the end of it on YouTube in which the team's at midfield after the game and one player i mean they were shouting punches were being thrown and one player threw his helmet at at somebody you can i'm just gonna throw my helmet at you and one on houston went all miles garrett on a player on hawaii taking off his helmet and swing it over the top at him you do this at the college level I mean, there have been a couple of fights and towards the oh, back there was end a of garrett blunt sure and but, you know, but, but even punch. at the yeah. end of the 2019 college football season some wide receivers and cornerbacks game like Nothing compared to what Bedlam, no, right? No, I mean, you got not. Dave Barnett, who's just like, this is just sad. Like, there's just no other way to describe <laughs> it. Like, you're not calling it like it's a wrestling match. Yeah. You're just sitting behind the microphone going, my God, what am I watching? Oh, boy, this is uh, this is uh, this is going to be a load of stuff to unload. Oh, Classic game, right? 54-48, triple OT, all of the greatness and the pageantry that is college football, and then that. Uh, in 2002, the Las Vegas Bowl, UCLA beat New Mexico State 27-13. Okay, UCLA winning a bowl game is very noteworthy now because they don't do that that often, but <laughs> no, this is not don't. why we're looking back. But Katie Nida was the first woman to play in D1 college football. She kicked an extra point after a touchdown for New Mexico State, but it got blocked. She also went on to kick two extra points versus North Texas State the next year, but this was the first time we saw a woman play in D1 college football. This has now become a topic of conversation. Now you're, you're going ahead 17 years because Carly Lloyd wants to try out for the NFL. She went and had that big kicking audition with the Philadelphia Eagles in the summer of 2019. And eventually, we're going to see a woman kick in the NFL. I firmly believe it because we're in an age now where, look, players don't care what your sexual orientation is. They don't care anything. Can you play? Well, players now are coming up. The younger players, they don't care about things that so many older people cared about. If a woman can kick a 55-yard field goal with the kind of accuracy that 
Justin Tucker has doesn't matter. They will find a place for her on the team. And I can see a player winning a job, kicking in preseason. Go, wow, this woman kicks 60 yard field goals like it's nothing. Of course she's going to kick for us. But what do we do week to week? We watch abject failures trotted out by number uh, numerous teams. And without going deep into the 2019 roster of bad kickers, because there are ample, uh, including oh, yeah. some some future Hall of Famers who are going through terrible years. I mean, Adam Vendateri has been awful for much of the 2019 The campaign. Patriots have a new kicker every week. Right? <laughs> Appendectomy, sign a guy off the street, misses a PAT, done. That's it's a like hint. a TV show. And this week, our special guest star is... It's The Bachelor. <laughs> right. No, it's a 70s TV show. It's, it's one of those positions that seemingly... It's throwaway, right? We've always joked about it in fantasy. Oh, they should eliminate it. It's like, no, it's it's a very important facet of the game. And as the NFL has most games decided by seven or fewer points, it has become even more of a specialty. Yes, people can kick further, but not necessarily with the same accuracy. So, yes, if, if a, a woman like Katie Nida or whoever else comes through, Carly Lloyd, whomever, mm-hmm. if you can kick accurately, you're going to get a shot. So there's your special teams on Christmas Day. What about where are they now? Where are they now? Some things we used to see on Christmas, a couple of them, that we don't have anymore. Where are they now? Where is the National Hockey League on Christmas Day? They have not played on Christmas Day since 1971. They did not want to mess around with the holiday. Remember, the majority of the NFL is also Canadian. NHL, Boxing Day. NHL, yes. NHL Boxing Day on Canada is the 26th. So they've decided we're not going to play. They haven't played since 1971. But honestly, the NHL on Christmas Day sort of makes sense. Right? I mean, we're talking about lacing them up getting out there, putting the parkas on and hanging out. Now they do a good job on New Year's Day. Oh, with the Winter Classic is a lot of fun. It's fantastic. But yes, it doesn't make much sense. And again, you're looking for all the action uh, in sporting events that you can along the way. The last game, uh, 1971, I got a great quote from Butch Goring played in that last game. Oh, Butch Goring, Stanley Cup champion with the Islanders. Yeah, so 16 years in in the league. Told NHL.com this, quote, it's time when you're really not in the mood to play hockey. (laughs) Works for the Islanders. Uh, you grow up as kids, 24th, 25th, even Boxing Day in Canada, it's 26. Time to relax and enjoy what you did the night before, recover from what you did the night before. When you grow up with that concept, it's tough to get yourself in the mood. Reco- what, what do you mean? What am I doing at Christmas? I'm going to get hammered on Christmas Eve that's, and Christmas Day yeah, that's and on Boxing Day. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what you said. I mean, because remember, the NHL also now has the moratorium on transactions. Yes during that week to try to be more family oriented, not have guys bouncing around. Ah, you just got cut on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Merry Christmas. GM was in the middle. He got a piece of pie. He didn't like it. You know what? That last defenseman, call him. He's done. Yeah, we need you to go to Binghamton. You've been cut. Uh, Now, I know one thing you miss a lot we haven't Uh, seen since 2003. Yeah, the blue-gray game. You know, for the degenerates out there. I mean, there's no question about it. It was a big deal. 64 games played, Christmas Day, all the time. And we got excited about it. We always had a side, and, and you had some activity all the way through. Uh, there was a game all the way through 2001. It was played annually. They missed 2002 because Kelly Tires said, we're not sponsoring it. Oh, well, we don't have a sponsor. All right, well, all we'll right, get you next over. year. So they did it one last time in Montgomery. Uh, but some notables to have played in it. Howie Long, 
went at Villanova, Joe Morris, go Q's. Yeah. Uh, Len Dawson, Bart Starr. Uh, Jerry Rice was the game MVP in 1984 with 101 yards, two touchdowns. Well, so, that was back when, and that was also back when you didn't see college football all-star no, games all night. It was kind of fun seeing and you didn't see teams all play college together. football. Yeah. Right? A lot of these guys, you read, you'd read about in the Sunday morning paper, you'd look at box scores, maybe there'd be a write-up of guys in other conferences. Right? Growing up in Chicago, yeah, we had a lot of Big Ten coverage on the local newscasts, but it's not like you had a 24-hour cable channel dedicated to the network like you do now, and certainly you didn't have this great scope of what Jerry Rice was doing at Mississippi Valley State or any of those type of schools. So you'd see the name going, wait a minute, this guy's catching, he's doing what? Who is this guy? On a week-to-week basis, he's doing what? And you see the, you know, the national leaders. And were all these players from these colleges, like, all right, find them on the map for one, if they didn't have the Mm -hmm. state or directional. Well, it was also big for them too, because it was, Hey, it's like now having a good senior bowl. Hey, they had a good blue-gray game. Yeah, back then, I mean, that was a big part of showing up and and having your opportunity to showcase your talent against other seniors. I used to always root for the blues. I used to always root for the blue. I, I, I blue is a better color than gray, so I'd vote for the blue. All right, sixty-four games. Gray thirty-three, blue twenty-nine. Two ties. Yeah, that's how it goes. Two ties as you go. Uh, I root for the losers. All right, so you want one more good little random note from the NBA? The Charlotte Hornets slash Bobcats and the Memphis Grizzlies slash Vancouver Grizzlies mm-hmm. have never played on Christmas Day. Oh. The only two teams to never at least get one invite to the dance. All right, so we'll have to re-invite the Vancouver Grizzlies to the league, move, remove the franchise, and then invite them on Christmas Day. Does Big Country Reeves come along with it? And Sharif Abdur-Rahim? <laughs> yes? Oh, uh, well, you have to have Sharif Abdur-Rahim. Okay, good. So there it is. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh... This is our special teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, Christmas Day edition of the special teams podcast where we look back at what some special teams did on the holiday. Just something a little bit different for you as we get to the Yuletide season. Uh, you hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Our show on Fox Sports Radio is heard Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. You want to hit us up? Let us know what team you would like us to cover for special teams. Enjoy everything between now and the end of 2019. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.